Welcome to our community. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Don Butera. Good morning. How are you this morning? Uh, I'm excited uh, and also a bit sad this morning because uh, we are going to have our closing celebration of our prayer walk piece for our city tonight at 7. Uh, I do want to say that I've enjoyed this prayer time. And uh, as I said last week, uh, Carol and I, we're going to continue to walk the city. We're going to continue to do it. That's how much we have fallen in love with prayer walking. And so tonight, it'll be a closing celebration. It's going to be on both Zoom and it's going to be on IG, IG Live. So I really want us to join. I have something special tonight. We're going to have some special prayers for our city. So please join us at 7 o'clock tonight. Uh, you won't regret it. We need to come together. It says in Jeremiah, it says, if our city prospers, we do too, and that's where we're going. We want our city to prosper. We want our city to be blessed so that we're blessed too because it isn't someone else's city. It's our city, yeah? Okay, so let's jump in the scriptures. I'm excited today because I'm starting a new series, and, and as I do, I, I just want to kind of just share a, a couple of thoughts. Like, for example, I'm sure that every one of us, if, we've, uh, if we're at an age anywhere, say, like 15 years old and up, that we've gone through times in our lives, even at 15, where it seems like the world has like kind of fallen apart, that things have fallen apart. Like, for example, uh, you know, maybe you thought you found the one, you know, the, the person of your dreams, and, and then you have this, uh, you know, all of a sudden you're breaking up and you're just left kind of devastated. Or maybe you tried to start a business, and even, even you had a business going, and uh, it went bankrupt, especially maybe during this time. And so you feel like your life is just totally in ruins and totally just a mess. Or maybe you invested into something and it didn't work out and you lost money. Or maybe, maybe you, all of a sudden you woke up uh, one morning and your marriage was in ruins. You realize finally that your marriage is not in the place that you want to. Or say you trusted in a friend and your friend uh, let you down in the greatest time of need and then you feel like you're in kind of like a place where everything is destroyed and you're in ruins. Back in, in July, God put this, uh, this series on my heart and I had planned to do it in October and it's called How to Rebuild Among the Ruins. How to rebuild after everything has been destroyed. And my, my messages are going to be out of uh, uh, Ezra and Nehemiah. It's a, it's a book in the Old Testament. And uh, if you want, I would encourage you to, uh, to go uh, read them because it's a story about uh, uh, the Israelites who at one time, they, their city was prosperous. It was doing really well. And the Babylonians came in and basically took the people captive, brought them out of the city, and destroyed the city, destroyed everything, all the buildings, the walls, everything. It was just one big rock pile, and it was just completely destroyed. Like I'm talking about, maybe you have hit, there's a term in America or a phrase, it's called hitting rock bottom. It's like you finally hit the bottom, and it's you know, maybe that's how you feel right now. We just went through, and we're still going through a very difficult time in, uh, it's, it's funny how I say, we just went through. I feel like we're, I'm on the other side. 
Not that things have changed, but I feel like my heart is on the other side. But, you know, maybe you're still feeling like you're at rock bottom or maybe now all of a sudden your businesses are finally not making it. Or you've been together with your wife for these last several months and you've been together for a long time and now you're, the tensions are high. I want to talk about how what, what are some of the things that you can do? We find them in the book of Ezra and Nehemiah. Things that they did that helped them to rebuild the city of Jerusalem. Because in Ezra, what happens is the people uh, return, or some of the people, not all the people, some of the people return. As a matter of fact, there's about four or three or four returns back to Jerusalem over this time of Nehemiah and, and Ezra. And so I want to look at what they did to rebuild their city. How do we rebuild our lives after it's been destroyed? So the, the Israelites have been in captivity for about 50 years. So if you think five months is a long time, how would you like to be in captivity for 50 years? Yeah, a long time, right? So here it is in Ezra. I want to start in Ezra chapter 3, even though there's some things in chapter 1 and 2, I want to start in chapter 3 because this is when they finally return. So I'm going to read verses 1 through 8. When the seventh month came and the Israelites had settled in and returned and settled into their towns, the people assembled together as one in Jerusalem. Then uh, Joshua, the son of Zadah, yeah, that guy, and, and his fellow priests, and Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtiel, and his associates began to build the altar of God, of, of the God of Israel, to sacrifice burnt offerings on it in accordance to what was written in the law of Moses, the man of God. Despite their fear, the people, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the fear of the people around them, they built an altar on the foundation and sacrificed burnt offerings uh, to it on it to the Lord, both, uh, both morning and evening sacrifices. So they were sacrificing day and night. Wow. I think of that song day and night, night and day, let incense rise. That's what we want in our city. That's where, that's why we're praying because we want the incense of God to arise up. We want it to be an incense to God and we want God to hear our cries. And this is what was going on. And so they, Day and night they were offering sacrifices, and then, in accordance with what was written, they celebrate the Feast of Tabernacles, which was uh, required uh, a number of burnt offerings prescribed each day. After that, they presented regular offerings, the new moon sacrifices and the sacrifices uh, of all the appointed uh, sacred feasts of the Lord, as well as they brought freewill offerings to the Lord. On the first day of the seventh month, they began to burn, uh, to offer burnt offerings to the Lord, uh, though, uh, and, the, and though the foundation of the temple had not yet been laid. Now, if you get this picture, what you see is you see an altar built among all these ruins. And then you see sacrifices going up over and over and just smoke coming up from this one altar. And what I want to do today is I want to concentrate on two things. I want to concentrate on the altar and the sacrifices. Because if you look at what they did, they did the first thing they did was the right thing. The first thing they did 
when they decided to rebuild their city is they build an altar to God. That was the first thing they did. What is the first thing that you do or you're doing when your life is in ruins? Is the first thing you call the bank? Is the first thing that you do is you call a counselor? Is the first thing that you do, you know, uh, is, to, uh, is to cry for days on end? Is to pout? Is to be in a bad mood? What's the first thing you do when you want to rebuild your life after it's been ruined? And what they do here is they build the altar. See, everything, everything starts Everything in our lives needs to start at the altar. Here in the city, it says that they were afraid of the people. Their enemies were all around them. The, the enemies did not want the, the, the city to be rebuilt. Now, I don't know about you, but you know when I think about it, and I say to myself, listen, we're going to enter into a city that's totally in ruin, we're totally exposed, and we're, you know, we're, we're, there's, there's enemies all around. What's the first thing that I want to do? I want to build a wall. I want to build the walls so that I can be protected. But see, what happens is they realize that what is the one, who is the one that will protect them? The Lord. And so the first thing they do in their lives is to build an altar unto God before the temple was built, before their businesses were rebuilt, before the walls were rebuilt, before anything was rebuilt, the first thing they did is they said, listen, we've got to get right with God. We've got to get right with God. You know, we were laughing the other day. I forget, I was in some meeting. I can't remember which meeting I was in. And we, was, we began to start celebrating about what God has been doing in our lives during this season. And how the Lord has been stripping away all these things. And what is most important is our relationship with the Lord. See, let's say it this way. A temple without an altar. A temple without an altar is like a relationship, uh, uh, is like a person who's religious without uh, without a relationship with God. It's like a, it's like a church community, a community of, of, of Christians who come together, but they have no relationship with God. It's like music, but that music has no worship in it. It's like a business that starts that has no relationship and, and source uh, like uh, in, in the Lord. There's no source of God in the, in the business. Jesus actually described the Pharisees this way. In Matthew chapter 23, verse 27, he called them uh, whitewashed tombs. He said, you are like whitewashed tombs, beautiful on the outside, but filled on the inside, uh, excuse me, filled on the inside with dead people's bones and all sorts of impurity. Outwardly, you look like righteous people, but inwardly, your hearts are filled with with hypocrisy and lawlessness. And so he's talking to the Pharisees because they look so good on the outside. They look like tombs, like gravestones that are so beautiful, but inside there's death. See, 
The first thing, if you want to start rebuilding your life, your marriage, your business, your city, your whole being, if you want to rebuild, if it's in ruins, if you're struggling right now, if it's in ruins, the first thing you need to do is to build an altar to the Lord because our relationship with God starts at the altar. What do I mean? Your heart you have to have an altar to God in your heart that you actually meet God there. You see, in the Old Testament, the altar was the first thing that you encountered when you came into the temple. The first thing you encountered was the altar right there. Why? Because it's the first place in which you meet with God. That's the first place you meet God. And, and that's what we need to do in our lives if we want to rebuild it. It's funny, despite the fear of the people around him, they built, uh, they built the altar. What are your fears? I'm going to run out of money. That, that you know, I'm going to spend my life alone. That my marriage is going to be ruined. And I'm going to end up losing my wife or losing my kids. What if, this, what if this happens again? What if this, this virus thing happens again? What fears do you have? See, when you have those kind of fears, the first thing you need to do is find a place at the altar. Your relationship with God, that is what will keep you strong. That is what will keep you straight. That is what will keep you from shaking. It says... God will keep at perfect peace a mind that is focused on him. It doesn't matter what's going on. Remember the boat. Jesus is sleeping in the boat. And here's the ways. And the disciples are like, ah! Jesus is sleeping. Why? Because his mind and his relationship with his father was right. Our relationship with God is the first thing. If we want to rebuild anything in our lives, the first thing we must do is build an altar. It's interesting because when you look at the altar in the, in, in the temple or even in the tabernacle when they were in uh, the desert, our relationship with each other actually starts at the altar. This was a place where everyone could meet. You know, when you have the temple, you, not everybody could go into the holy place. Not everyone could go into the holies of holies. That was for the priests. But the outer courts was where the altar of God was. And that's where everyone met. If you want to restore your relationship with your wife, restore your relationship with your kids, it's time that you meet at the altar where there's forgiveness for your spouse, where there's forgiveness for what you've done wrong, where shame can be washed away. We meet everybody. Everything in the Old Testament when the people left Israel and they went in the desert, how, what, what, if you know how they built, when they stopped, how they built their, their, uh, their place that they were going to live for a little while, maybe it was a day, maybe it was a week, the first thing they did was, boom, there's the altar. And then what happened? Everyone circled around, around the altar. And everyone lived around the altar. You want to have fellowship with each other? Hallelujah. Meet at the altar. 
There's a verse in, in uh, first, first John, it says, uh, if we uh, walk in the light, meaning if we walk with God, meaning if we have a relationship with God at the altar, if we walk in the light, just like he is in the light, then we have fellowship with one another. See, there's that fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. Everything needs to be built around the altar. It's, if you do not build your business on the altar of God, if you do not build your relationship on the altar of God, Jesus described that in Matthew chapter 7. He said, some build on a solid rock foundation and some build their house upon the sand. And when the storms come, the one on the sand will fall, but the one on the rock, the one on the foundation, which is, which is, uh, which is the foundation is at the altar of God. Now, before I leave the altar, and I, I, I'm sure I'll have enough time to cover everything, and if I go long, life is rough, and you'll enjoy it. <laughs> um, something very interesting is where the altar was built. Not only was the altar built first, and it seemed to be the center of everything in their life, but also it says that the altar was built on its foundation. Now remember, here's the people. They come in to Jerusalem. The place is in ruin. There's rocks and, you know, there's no, you know, I'm sure that they could see certain figures about what was going on. They're like, oh, there's the temple over there. So they went over the temple, right? And now they had to actually found, find the foundation for where the altar was. How did they have to do that? They had to move away the rubble. They had to move away the ruined stuff. They had to move away all the stuff that was around the foundations. What am I talking about? A lot of times we have so many things in our lives that are in the way of the real foundation. See, God, I believe right now, is telling us we need to get back to, and there's that song, the simple gospel. We need to brush away all the other stuff, all the other things. And we need to get to the foundation. And the foundation is our relationship with God. That Jesus Christ died on the third day. And he, rose, he, died, on, he died and on the third day he rose again. And he died for our sins, for you and me. Let's get back to the basics, to the foundation. And we need to brush away these things. Sometimes we have been hanging on promises, and I believe all the promises of God are yes and amen, but we've been like putting those as if they're the altar. God said he would never leave me or forsake me. And, and, you know, and then we talk about the prosperity that God will bless us. And those are all true. But we need to get back to the foundation, and that is Jesus Christ. Lord, I am in need of you. Lord, I am not perfect. I am far from it. But Lord God, make me pure by your blood. Let's get back to the foundation. See, they had to move away all that stuff, all the stuff that like, has been added on. Because, you know, oftentimes we've added on. You know, like we get to the foundation, we start our relationship with God, but then we add on things. We keep adding stuff all around us. And as we keep adding all that stuff around us, it actually gets in the way of our relationship. And so we need to go back to the beginning. We need to go back to our first love. And that's what will hold us. That was what will keep us. 
And then oftentimes, you know, we're, we're in ruins. Oftentimes we're in ruins because we have left the foundation. Oftentimes we have, you know, the Israelites here in this passage, uh, you know, and what has happened in their history, the reason why they were held captive, the reason why they got, they got uh, destroyed by the Babylonians is because they forgot God. They forgot how to serve him. They forgot their relationship. They got so caught up in their businesses and in their lives, they forgot all about God. And so what happens when that happens? The umbrella of his protection kind of just seems to disappear. And then all of a sudden, we are vulnerable to the attacks of the devil, and he destroys us. And so we need to start you need to start evaluating our, we need to start evaluating our life. So before you run off and start your business all over again, exactly the same way, maybe you need to ask yourself, what is the essential thing? Have I found the foundation of my business? Is it built upon Jesus Christ and his righteousness? Is my relationship that I want to restore or I want to start another one, like a new one, is it built upon the source of Jesus Christ and him crucified? Or is it built upon your desire? Is it built upon your fears? Is it built upon your doubts? Because I'll tell you right now, when you build upon the foundation, it will last forever. What's really interesting is they built, it says there was all these enemies around them and they built the altar on the foundation. Do you know how many years before the walls were built in Jerusalem? After the altar was built? 150 years later, the walls were built. They were all worried about uh, uh, being protected. That's exactly right. If you're worried about your protection, if you're worried about what will cause you to last, build the altar of God because he is our protector. He is the one that will take care of us. He is the one that will see us through. So that's the altar. Now I want to talk about the sacrifice because there's the altar and now they says that there was sacrifice. They sacrificed. I mean, you saw how many new moons for sacrifices, all the sacrifices that were asked, and free will offering sacrifices, and burnt offerings, and all these things. Now, it's interesting. The word burnt offering, you know what that word means? It actually means the, to go up in smoke. That's what the burnt offering means. The words actually mean to go up in smoke. And it is, it is like a, an offering that was meant to be directed totally to God. What kind of sacrifice are we giving to the Lord? Is our lives going, in a sense, like up to God in everything we do? Is our businesses a burnt offering that like is a sweet-smelling fragrance to God? Is our relationships in our marriage or our girlfriend and boyfriend, are they beautiful sacrifices that look wonderful to God? Is what we give to God, is what we, in our offering and our tithes and stuff, is that going a beautiful, sweet-smelling fragrance that goes up to God? This is what the kind of sacrifice that God wants us to give. It's not only a burnt offering or an offering that goes up to God. It's a sacrifice that was made in a public way. It was out in front of everyone. Now, I'm not saying you go up and you, you know, hey, I want everyone to see how I'm giving. No, but it didn't care. 
if people watched it and they, they said, we don't care what people think about it. We only care what God thinks about it. So I'm not worrying. I know people will see it. I know people will see my sacrifice. Maybe you're, you're giving something to God. Maybe you're giving an offering to God. Maybe your business, you're giving to your employees. You're, it doesn't matter what people are seeing. But it's an offering that goes up to God. Stop worrying about what other people think. Number three, it was a costly sacrifice. It was a costly sacrifice. I mean, they, if you, let's, let's go back. I just want to go to the scripture and look. Look at this. It says right here. It says they did burnt offerings morning and evening, twice a day. Then they celebrate the, the tabernacles and they gave the required number of burnt offerings prescribed each day. So not only the burnt offerings, they did more offerings after that. So that's more sacrifice. And after that, they presented the regular burnt offerings, more sacrifice, more offerings. It's funny. The city was in ruins and they're giving. Their cities are in ruins and they're giving. That's that's totally opposite of my thinking. My life goes in ruins, and what do I think? I'm keeping. I'm holding back. I got to what? I actually believe that there are times when we, st and it's so funny, because we do this in business all the time. We say, in order to, to make money, what do you have to do? Spend money. In order to make money, you have to spend money. I mean, we say that all the time. In order to actually uh, make something happen, you have to what? Invest in it. See, we say it all the time. We even say it about our relationships. If I really want a good marriage, what do I have to do? I have to work on it. I have to give to it. We do it in every area. It's time that we do this with God too. So as we get ready to start our businesses again, we need to give an offering to the Lord. Now, oh, there's the pastor talking about money again. I'm, not do I'm just talking about the scriptures. That's all I'm talking about. I can never imagine following this without giving an offering. If I want to build my life, rebuild, we must start giving offerings to God. And I'm not talking about simply giving to our community. That's not what I'm saying. We need to take something. It doesn't have to always be money, but we have to take something and say, God, I'm going to give you this part of my life. You know, I just recently was in a meeting with a, a, a man who, he lost his job. I mean, he hasn't, had a, he hasn't got a paycheck since March. And yet he keeps saying, you know what? I need to give my life to God. I need to start, you know what? I mean, there's my business. I can start investing. I need to give, I need to invest my life. I need to start serving God more. I need to, see, you can make your life, what? A living sacrifice, holy, pleasing unto him that goes up in smoke to the Lord. If you want to start rebuilding, you have to start at the altar of God and you have to start with sacrifice. Every time, uh, just recent, I'll just say it this way. Just recently, I was praying. We were in one of our communion times. Uh, if you were there, you will remember this. And I said, listen, we need to ask God, 
who he wants us to serve, just like Jesus served the disciples when he, when he took off his robes and he, he, he put on a, a, a towel and he washed the disciples' feet. He served them. So I said, ask the Lord, pray to him, say, who does God want you to serve? And God put somebody on my mind. And, and every, this happens every single time to me. God gives me something to do. He tells me, Donald, I want you to do this. And I, I, I'll be honest with you, I struggle with it for like sometimes a week because as soon as he asks me to do it, the first thing I hear, I have to sacrifice my time. I have to sacrifice my schedule. I might have to sacrifice even money to do what God is asking me to do. Every time God wants us to do something, it's sacrifice. Everything starts with sacrifice. Rebuilding starts with sacrifice. So today, if your life is in ruin and you're struggling and you, you want to start rebuilding, don't start with the walls. Don't start with your businesses. Don't start with, you know, uh, making phone calls and trying to make deals. Start building the altar in your heart, in your life, in your business. Start building the altar of God. Find the foundations, the essential things that God wants you to do for him. Build it there. And then offer up sacrifices to him. Before you do anything, offer up sacrifices to him. Because he is your protector. He is your rear guard. He is the one who will take care of you. And when you sow, you shall reap. I just want to pray for you as we close I know this is a tough message, but I believe this is what God wants us to start to do. Pastor, my life is in ruin. That's exactly right. That's exactly what this passage is all about. I hope it spoke to you this morning. Let's pray. Father, Zerubbabel and Ezra and Nehemiah and all those who returned to that place that was in ruin to rebuild Israel. Lord, it took courage. It took faith. It took a step of boldness to do it. Father, I pray for anyone out there who is, who knows it's time to rebuild, who knows that their life is kind of in ruin. Father, I pray that, Lord God, you'd give them strength and courage to take the steps to begin to go back to the beginning, to begin to move away all the excess stuff, to find the foundations and build a solid relationship with you. Father, <laughs> maybe, Lord God, what they need to do is climb up on that altar and make their lives a living sacrifice to you, holy and pleasing in your sight. Lord, I pray for courage. I pray you would bless them. Lord, I pray you would keep them. I, call you, I pray you would cause your face to shine upon them. Lord, you would be gracious to them. You give them power and strength to rebuild the right way. Because I know when they do that, Lord God, you will give them peace. I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you.